Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg, with another exciting show here for you in the Bay Area, speaking about our Oakland Raiders here at the Raider Nation podcast, where you can get your Raider fix 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The up-to-date news on our Oakland Raiders and what's happening in the NFL. This is show number 68. I'd like to welcome you all to it. Our topics for this evening will be... Special Teams Joe had to go. Could Shell really hire Tom Walsh? Ticket prices and just say no to KFC. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We've got to say no to the KFC because the KFC's got to go. KFC has got to go. So <clears throat> let's start off with the first story. Uh, this evening will be Joe Avizano. I think that's how you say his name. I'm not positive. He's not our special teams coach anymore. He was released shortly after uh, this week. Our special teams coach Joe has gone with the wind. And that's a bad thing. Not really. Because Joe had to go. I've been saying it uh, since the beginning of the season last year. That uh, Joe has not run the special teams very well. He's been... Uh, lacking in several areas and our special teams just sucked it was guaranteed that we have poor field position and we'd give the other team great field position every game now it doesn't sound like much special teams there's a lot of talk about the offense and defense but special teams is exactly that it's special teams in special teams you got to be able to get the team started in the right position and have the other team start in the wrong position I'm going to tell you this. We had very poor field position this season, and we had a poorest covering team I have ever seen in the Raiders' history. The poorest. The worst special teams I've ever seen this team play. Um, we used to end up giving the other team, I'm telling you, every game, 30 to 35-yard line, that's where they would start. Most of the time. Uh, rarely would we get the other team back. And then we would start and are... 10-yard line or 5-yard line or 7-yard line. You know, let's look first at Jankowski. 20 for 30 field goals. 20 for 30, worse than the NFL. He's on special teams, huh? You think? Absolutely. I hope he does a little better next year. Another lesson why you don't pick a number one pick for a kicker. Lesson learned. My personal hero, Shane Leckler... Uh, didn't make the Pro Bowl this year uh, because he did have a slump towards the middle of the season and uh, put him out of the out of the Pro Bowl contending uh, kickers. I like Shane Lettler. I think he has great promise. And I think he was just another, you know, result. His kicking was a result of the rest of the team's malfunction. Coverage unit was terrible. To watch the game after game after game see them not pick up and not tackle, that's terrible. You know, that is a terrible thing. It is a very, very important aspect of our team, the special teams. Um, it's something that we no one talked about a lot last season, but I think I have to bring it up. 
because it makes a huge difference whether you start on year 35 or you start on year 7 or if they start on their 35 or they start on their 7. It really sets the tone of the entire game. It is a huge component and I'm looking to Shell and Al Davis to find us a special teams coach who actually knows how to coach special teams. So Joe, sorry, but you had to go. And I like Joe Avaziano. I liked him as a person. I think he was special teams coach for the Cowboys. And he did a great job there, but it uh, didn't happen here. So when it doesn't happen, just like Mr. Rogers had to go, Joe, you had to go. <clears throat> All right. Our next story, Tom Walsh. A lot of flack about Tom Walsh. There's a whole lot going on about the Tom Walsh story. First of all, let me just say this. There's no definite Tom Walsh is the offensive coordinator of the Raiders yet. There hasn't been an announcement from the Oakland Raiders about him being our offensive coordinator. There's a whole lot of speculation about him being our offensive coordinator. He was with Shell during his years in Oakland, and they both have the same agent, Danny Moore. Tom Walsh hasn't set foot in a locker room in seven years. And uh, I believe he was a manager of a bed and breakfast in a little town called Swan Valley. He also doubled as the mayor of the city, population 226. Well, I guess if that's uh, a resume for an offensive coordinator, I, I, don't, I, just, I'm, I don't have any words. Do you guys have any words? Go ahead and put them on my comments at RaiderNationPodcast.com. I'd love to hear them. I'm seeing a lot of panic. Um, a, a lot of, I'm, not, I'm not off with the shell hiring. I mean, I was a little upset with it at first, but I could hang with that. There's a lot of reasons why I can be positive about the shell hiring. There's not one positive reason I could have for hiring Tom Walsh. There's a big reason why he didn't get picked up in the NFL. There's a big reason that he didn't pursue a passion of football and try to stay in the NFL. To me, that means he was done. He didn't like it. He didn't have a passion for it. Why the hell do we want this guy playing in Oakland, calling the plays? I am sure that Al Davis will have something to say about this. I'm hoping because <laughs> with with Shell being out of the business for 11 years or 12 years and Tom Walsh being out of the business completely for 7 years and him being our offensive coordinator, it makes more of a Twilight Zone episode <laughs> than anything else. Someone please tell me. Now... Another thing that I've heard and has been in the news that Jackie Slater, a Hall of Famer, will take a control of the offensive line and be O-line coach. This should make Gallery and Grove very happy and Sims very nervous. But of course, Jackie Slater has no coaching experience. This is not a good formula for a team in my imagination or in my opinion. I could be wrong. We could go to the Super Bowl next year. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll eat every one of these papers I have written all this stuff on. But I'd love to see it. And I, you know what? I'd love to eat that paper just to have us go to the Super Bowl. But 
in reality, I think all you fans know, and I think all the Raider Nation knows, that there are big questions here in the coaching staff behind Art Shell. I think he needs to have a strong coaching staff, a strong offensive coordinator, a strong special teams coach to help him adjust to the faster, bigger, uh, much faster uh, 2006 NFL, uh, a lot different than the 1994 NFL, a lot faster, a lot more technical. Okay, now, please, no KFC. I am pleading and begging, and I think everybody in the Raider Nation should plead and beg with Al Davis and Archell about keeping Kerry frickin' Collins. Next month, the Raiders have to give Kerry Collins, Kerry, I think I can, Collins, $2.5 $2.5 million to renegotiate his $12.9 million contract. As I ponder last season and the chant I kept hearing from my fellow fans in the section I sit in, please don't let him throw the ball. I, I just, it just perplexes me, statements like Archell saying, Kerry Collins has been an outstanding QB. What is the part that he sees in Kerry Collins? What did he see that the 60,000 fans at the Oakland Coliseum didn't see? That's why there was not one Kerry Collins jersey to be seen in the entire season of the entire season of 2005. You could not find a number five jersey out there. And if you did, the person was taking so much flack, I'm sure they turned it inside out. I don't understand it. Can someone please tell me? Comments. Please get on the RaiderNationPodcast.com and make your comments, because I don't see it. Archell saying that he's been an outstanding quarterback. Is this part of the same Twilight Zone episode, or possibly a different one? Now, I and every other Raider fan is hoping that this is a used car salesman approach to the Kerry Collins saga. To selling him like a tired piece of crap to an unsuspecting buyer. I'm hoping that that's the ploy. Shell goes on to say that KFC is excited about moving forward next season. Well, I like the part about moving But that's about the only part I like about that statement. I wonder if our new offensive coordinator knows about Collins. Hope he hasn't just looked at what his stats are. You know, I don't care if we have the biggest offensive line in football. I don't care if there's extra players on the field. They would not be able to protect the $12.9 million statue of a deer in the headlights. And that's what I think Kerry Collins is, a statue of a deer in the headlights. (laughs) And that's how I'm going to portray him, and that's what I'm going to say. Because KFC is a loser. 
And I am sorry to say that, you know, he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a great neighbor. But as far as a quarterback for our Oakland Raiders, his leadership skills blow. His attention to detail is weak. His ability to rally the troops in times of stress is absolutely zero. He brings no passion to the game, and you can see it, a.k.a. deer in the headlights Collins. So, let's all hope and pray that Uncle Al has some great things hopefully tucked away and some ideas for a trade before next March, or before this March, because by March 15th, he better have him signed or at least working on a deal somewhere else or... There goes two and a half million, and we're going to get hurt in the cap for this idiot. I cannot believe it. You know, I, I hate to be so down. I don't want to be negative. I'm just telling it like I see it. My partner, Randy, uh, the guy that helps me with the Raider Nation podcast, uh, he's the guy behind the Raider Nation podcast. He says, don't be negative. <laughs> like, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to try to be as positive as I can. I am positive, I am totally positive that if the fans don't see something going on in the quarterback situation, it's going to make Art Shell's job a lot more difficult. Shell has to show that he's a leader and a sharp coach. By getting rid of Collins, it'll show the rest of the Raider Nation that, hey, this guy does have a clue. Hey, this coach sees what we all see. It's not just... You know, I'm going along with Al Davis. It's like, hey, you're a sharp guy. If he keeps Collins, he's keeping, he's going to lose his job. Kerry Collins has been a ticket of North Turner to get out, not out of town, just across the bay. But if, if Shell keeps Collins, he's going to have a real tough time keeping his job. I feel bad for that. I hope he can see that. I hope he can talk Al Davis into getting rid of Collins because I know the rest of the nation, we've had it with him. Enough on that. I can't cap on Kerry much more, but I'll continue to as long as he's a victim here, or a target, not a victim, here in the Raider Nation. Ticket prices. Ticket prices came out. Uh, they're much more fan-friendly. Mount Davis is slashed by a half. 25 bucks. And the rest of the t- ticket prices have done pretty well. And the other thing that, that's happened, they've changed the rules in the Coliseum, which is really what they needed to do for a long time. Uh, the club section, which is someplace I like to go to, I, I really don't like to go unless it's early in the game. Because if you go any later, even just before the game starts, it's so crowded. I kept looking around and saying, gosh, there's so many people here in the club. How come there's so many people here in the club when the game is going on? Well, my answer came back uh, from Raiders football that they were getting passes. People that had nothing to do with the Raiders were getting passes to get into the West Side Club and East Side Club just to hang out. They didn't have seats, 
So they'd go there, take up a spot, watch TV, drink, pay the $10 for a beverage, and drink and drink and hang out. So the club seat members would go up there, and there would be no place to sit. There would be no cocktails. You'd have no benefit for the club. You wouldn't even want to go there. That is over. Now the club's going to be a lot more mellow, a lot different kind of atmosphere. That's a great idea. I'm glad that they fixed that because it's not worth the money unless you have a private kind of... It's not private, but it's more exclusive. You don't have a bunch of, you know, people that are just coming in, partying. You have people that are serious about their seats, serious about the Raiders, serious about paying top dollar to get into the Coliseum and enjoy a game. I'm happy about that. The other thing I believe is going to change is the parking situation. I hope and I'm sure that's going to change because that has to change too. Let's make it like the old days where you could actually go and park without hassles, without them changing it in the middle of the season. Man, I can't tell you how many different ways we parked there at the Coliseum since they've come back. But that's a positive thing. They're going to market their team better. They're already starting right now. It's a good thing. The paperwork they sent out to the season ticket holders is nicer than the OFMA. Uh, they're actually someone on the phone that calls you back. Uh, that's a nice thing. So it looks like they're becoming much more fan-friendly. And it looks like the fans will enjoy um, the Oakland Raiders actually running their own stadium, which I thought was a great idea anyways. So that's a nice thing. And that thing about the club section is important, too, because those people are paying more money than they did before uh, to help offset the cost of uh, Mount Davis, which is, you know, that's good. I'm glad. I already I always said that they should cut those seat prices and make them 25 bucks. Matter of fact, uh, the 66 mob, the Grizz, Grizz Jones, he, he's been talking about that for years. And it's good thing. It's a good thing because we'll fill up the stadium. We need people there. We need people to show up. We need Raider fans from all across the nation to come to these games. We need to fill up that Coliseum so that our team can hear the crowd. Right now it's pretty doggone loud and we're not even filling it up. But I do remember the last AFC Championship game. It was rocking and rolling in there, and it was a beautiful thing to see, and it was even better to hear. So let's get those tickets. They're available now. Get on the phone. Call, the call or you can log on to RaiderNation.com, and they have the tickets set up there, and they'll get back to you. Get some tickets. Buy some seats. Show the Raiders that you want them to stay in Oakland. It's important that they get support. And that's how we do it. That's how we support our team. We got to do it by putting the money down. Now, there's a whole lot of people that got a whole lot of comments about this team and how how they don't like this or they don't like that or wah, 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 whatever. And they go to one game a year. You know, that's not bad if you live in Tennessee or if you live in New Jersey. One game a year, that's admirable. But if you live here in the Bay Area and you're bitching about the team, you're bitching about the coach, you better shut up. Because until you put your hard-earned money down and make it happen, then you know what? You ain't got a whole lot of room to talk. Because the people who do, you know, they're putting their money down and betting on the silver and black horse to come in first place. And that's what I'm doing. So... 
Try to get some tickets. Try to get some tickets to the Coliseum. Support our team. It's important that we get those seats sold out. Uh, so that they can know that the Raider Nation is supporting their team and keep the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. Because that's what we want to do. And we want to keep them here so we can enjoy the games. Uh, because it's an awesome place to watch a football game. I don't care what they say. If you're part of the Raider Nation, there ain't no better place in the world to see a game than in Oakland Coliseum. Let me tell you. Because I've been to L.A. It was brutal. This is a much nicer stadium. You know what? Screw those other people, too, that talk about how lousy the stadium is and how they need to rebuild it. Screw them. This is our house. And believe me, you know, we're going to come to our house. Come on in, because welcome. We'll welcome you in with a good old Raiders salute. Well, that's about it for the show, Raider Nation. I want to thank you for tuning in. Please feel free to Frapper on the Frapper map on the uh, Raider Nation podcast website. Please make your comments. I'd love to hear them. I'd love to hear the frustrations or the happiness you have. Let me know so I can let them know or let everyone in the Raider Nation know what they're thinking here on the Raider Nation podcast. The comment section is a pulse of the Raider Nation. Let's me know what people are thinking and it gives me a gauge on what I'm thinking because uh, my, my opinion might not be a majority, but it is my opinion and I, of course, give it out freely. Thank you again for listening to the Raider Nation podcast. Please join us again next week for our next show. And if any news comes up, well, I'll be right back on the podcast. Thank you for voting Podcast Alley and frappering with me. This is Raider Greg at the Raider Nation podcast, and I am out. <laughs>